Live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel, it's Inside the Jets. Brought to you by EY, building a better working world. And by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric Coleman. Welcome to Inside the Jets, Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. We are presented tonight by EY, Building a Better Working World. We'll be joined in segment two by Jets linebacker Avery Williamson, and we're going to be taking your calls, 800-919-3776. But Eric Coleman, the Jets fall to 1-3 with a disappointing 31-12 defeat in Jacksonville. What happened from your perspective as far as the whole game, because Todd mm-hmm. Bowles said it point blank after the game. We took a step back today. Yeah, well, you know, it was a combination of a few things. You know, I, I think Jacksonville, you have to give them a lot of credit. They are a good football team. You know, they, they will likely win the AFC South and be in the, the Super Bowl co- conversation. The Tennessee the Titans year. might have something to say yeah, about they, that. Yeah, they may, but, you know, Jacksonville has the, the number one defense in the league, so they had something to do with it, so you can't just discredit them. But at the same time, I think the Jets shot themselves in the foot a couple of times. There were a couple of mental mistakes. There were some bad eyes and coverage. And, you know, they just really, obviously they didn't get it done. You know, they didn't do enough uh, making the plays. Uh, but, you know, this is one of those games that's going to be hard to swallow. You know, you go in the film room, you, you bite the bullet, you watch, your, you watch your mistakes, and you just move on from it because that's the only thing you can really do. Inside the Jets is supported by selective insurance. Response is everything. The Jets didn't have too many responses Sunday. From a defensive uh, perspective, you've been out there in the backfield, and you know what it's like when a team is attacking you with a lot of shallow crosses and dumping the ball to the running backs. Why weren't the Jets able to stop that? Well, you know, the the shallow crosses are, are tough. You know, I thought they had a great game plan and coming out with a lot of zones. You know, that allows your, your underneath coverage to sit back and let the crossers come to you. You know, it's always tough when you're playing man-to-man coverage and you're chasing guys across the field. That's how you get picked and you see a lot of big plays. So, uh, you know, it's, it takes a lot of discipline, though, to play that zone coverage, to, to, to cover the layers of routes because what they do when you play a zone is they're going to flood an area with a bunch of receivers and you know the the underneath underneath coverage has to play high to low you have to be very disciplined in what you do and I think Jacksonville was able to make some things uh, look look confusing to the Jets and and they were able to leak out a couple of of receivers and, and make some big plays. To a man today the Jets said they weren't surprised and the game plan was right they didn't execute I thought the tone from the Jets players and Todd Bowles was right. Bowles said on a conference call, E, we all got to take a look in the mirror right now. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. When you go watch this film, you see you're going to see a bunch of guys making mistakes, taking turns making mistakes, and everybody can't do that when you want to have a winning team. You, you, it's going to take the guys taking accountability, um, not limiting the mental mistakes, getting rid of the mental mistakes. You know, you, you need the, the, the big-time players to step up in these situations, and, and you need that leadership to really step in. Uh, you know, they have a, three games at home, and it's going to be important for them to, to right the ship, correct those mistakes, and get back to playing the brand of football I think we all know that the Jets are capable of playing. 
How uh, challenging is it offensively to get into an early rhythm when you don't have the ball a lot? And some of that's not, the onus is on you because yeah. if you're going three and out, you're putting your defense back on the field. But the Jags dominated time of possession early. Yeah, it makes it tough. You know, you can't get into a rhythm offensively, you know, when there's three and outs, when, you know, the opposing offense is, is sustaining drives, converting third downs, and, and running the ball down the field. It, it makes it very hard because, you know, one, you get backed up, you know, where, where the team is up a couple of touchdowns. Now you can't run the ball. You can't be dedicated to the run because you're playing catch up. And, and it kind of breaks what your game plan was going into the game. So, you know, I, I think the Jets, they had a couple of opportunities. You know, there were some deep shots that, that were missed. And I think that with time, with some trust in one another, yeah. those plays will be made when you go down the season. Let's talk about those deep shots because I know for weeks everybody was talking about externally when are the Jets going to go down the field. Well, mm -hmm. you saw those attempts there Sunday. Sam Darnold, I thought, and the offense had an opportunity to get back in that mm -hmm. game early in the second quarter. I'm thinking about midway through. You got a third and one. He's got Bilal Powell just off his fingertips. And he comes back on fourth and one. Jeremy Bates goes to an empty formation, throws down the field to Quincy Anunwa. After the game, Quincy said, that's a play I got to make. Yeah, you know, and you would love to see Quincy make that catch. It would have been an amazing play. But, you know, at the end, it goes back to last week. When you get down, guys start pressing. Yeah. And you start trying to force plays, and you want to make the big play for your team, and you want to come through. And what you really have to do in those situations is calm down, stick to the fundamentals, and, and just get back to the basics and just everyone do their job. Everyone know and do your job. And that's the way that you play that team defense. That's the way that you execute offensively. And you start to have success. And you start to get those big plays because you force them to miss a tackle. And one of your big-time players comes through for you. This is a prideful defense. We're going to be talking with Jets linebacker Avery Williamson in our next segment. When you give up 500 total yards, what's it like in the film room on Monday? Oh, It's a, it's a tough one. You know, you, because, you know, as, as, a, as a player, you – understand you you remember all the plays that you you messed up on you you know the mistakes that you made and having to go face that in front of your team and understand that you know what I gave up that play or I didn't do my best on that situation it's tough you know it, it's a it's a shot on the chin but at the end of the day you have to watch it you have to learn from it make sure it doesn't happen again and you got to let it go and move on to the next week I like the takeaways in the second half we've seen that from this team and they battled to the end it, mm -hmm. it wasn't an effort thing and Avery Williamson, who we'll talk to here, he made a key play there with the strip. Made a couple of key plays. Yeah, a couple key plays. Makes a deflection on Daryl Roberts' interception. He then comes up the strip, and Jermaine Johnson almost made it a house call. Uh, Sam Darnold followed that up with a short scoring pass to Jordan Leggett. In this game, even though it was dominated at times by Jacksonville, it was 25-12, to 12 and... Darnold had a streaking Robbie Anderson open. Mm -hmm. He hits that play, which I think he will in the future down the line. It's a one-possession game. Absolutely. You know, and, and that's, that's what you go back to of everyone doing their job. And, and when you look at Avery Williamson and what he did during those games, it wasn't anything that was outside of the game plan. You know, he goes up to tackle a player. He gives extra effort in strips. I, I have to believe I haven't been at every practice, but I have to believe that Avery probably does that in practice every single day. You know, when, when he's in his rushing lane, he gets his hand up, tips the ball. 
and we get an interception. Yeah. You know, those are things that you practice every day. Those are playing within the scheme of the defense, doing what the coach asks of you. And at the end of the day, you start making those big plays. And I think that it's going to take that, a bunch of players believing in this system and playing within the system, and they'll have some success. What did you make of the decisions on fourth down? Because I know a lot of people were asking about that. Jets down 22 points there early in the fourth quarter, 25 to 3. Uh, Todd Bowles elects to kick the field goal there. And then, of course, late, it's 25 to 12. You got a fourth and six from inside your ter territory deep. You got all your timeouts. You got the two minute warning, and he elected to punt that. Well, you, you know, it's uh, it, obviously hindsight's 20 20. Right. But you, exactly. you look at a situation where they're down, they haven't put any points on the board. Sometimes it's like a mental block where you don't have any points. All right, let's get these three on the board, see if we can grow from that. And, and I agree with it. You know, get some points on the board. Give your offense some, some confidence. Give your defense motive to, to go out there and get that ball back for your offense because we're not out of the game. Yep. That's the kind of mindset that you have to have in those situations. You know, as far as punting, uh, with all your timeouts left, listen, the offense wasn't, wasn't clicking the way that, that they would like it to. Right. And they showed no signs of really, um, you know, getting some things going. So uh, sometimes you have to put that faith in your defense that they're able to get the ball back for you, and, and that's the decision he made. Yeah, deep inside your own territory there. It was a tough one for the Jets all the way around, but uh, we're going to come right back here on Inside the Jets. Remember, you can call in 800-919-3776, but we're, we'll be back after the break with Jets linebacker Avery Williamson. Orleans under center for the 25, gives to Yeldon. He goes up the middle, hit by Avery Williamson, who ripped the ball out, and it's picked up. The Jets have it, running left Tremaine Johnson, and he's inside the 10, down to the 5-yard line. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Inside the Jets is supported by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. And our player guest segment is presented by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Let's bring in the aforementioned Avery Williamson. Since we just heard the play, this, the strip, why don't you take us through that? Because you have a knack for getting the football out. Can I, I'm just still distracted by J-Lo. Jennifer Lopez. He's taking a look at Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer but Lopez. We're, we're, All right, you, yeah, back you, to football. Yeah, yeah you, are, you are on live, <laughs> Avery. So tell me about uh, um, what's, I mean, it, it what's the knack? Because you're always making these prototypical tackles. They're the form tackles, but you're in there trying to get that ball out. It's, it's just um, it's coming natural now. I mean, I, I was – I'm trying to think that I do. I don't think I had any last year, but um, it's just kind of natural instinct now. Yeah. Um, I, I've been doing it a few times in the games, but uh, I've got well, I got one in the preseason. But yeah, it's natural. It's natural now. What's the technique though? How are you getting in there punching it? Nah, it's a rip. Yeah. It's a rip. Yeah. And I just was going in for a regular tackle, and I, I had my hand on the ball, and just. Just like, oh, strip it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like second nature. Because every time you're making a tackle now, I'm starting to think, E, when Avery's got his hands on a guy, that ball's going to come loose. Yeah. And you have to practice that, you know, every day in yeah. practice, I'm sure, because it seems like a habit. But, you know, with a lot of people down on the team, you know, frustrated, uh, you know, you, you have a loss where, where you shot yourself in the foot a couple of times. How promising is it when you look at the stats and you see, you know, the Jets defense is one of only three teams that has 10 turnovers, 10 plus turnovers, 
and uh, 10 sacks. How promises, promising is that for your defense? It's very promising. We, we got the, the guys to do it. What we just got to do is just make sure that we're, you know, we're locked in on every situation, and myself included. We got to make sure that, you know, we're getting off the field on third down. You know, offenses, you know, they're going through their, their um, downfalls, you know, at times. But mm -hmm. no matter what it is, we got to keep getting the ball back to them and help them to get in the groove. So, um, you know, we, we just got to continue to work with the guys we got, and we got some good guys. So we got to come out here this week, uh, have a – have a great practice. We gotta continue to execute, communicate, and we just gotta make sure that we're doing as much extra, you know, as possible to uh, to get this win. You know, whatever it takes. All right, we're gonna be taking calls here on Inside the Jets 800-919-3776. Avery, but what happened yesterday? In a nutshell, when you guys go into that meeting room, like Eric and I were talking about before, what did you see the day after? Because I know you guys didn't play anywhere close to your standards. Yeah, it was. Self-inflicted wounds, you know, I watched it on the plane yesterday, you know, on the way back. And, I mean, I, I, I pretty much, I knew the mistakes that I had made. I made, a, you know, a couple, couple bad drops, just bad eyes and, uh, in the first, first quarter, second quarter. And, uh, I mean, it just it was self-inflicted wounds and, and things that we can easily change. Just, you know, if it's lack of focus or... Um, you know, just bad technique. So that's the promising thing. It still, it still hurts, you know, because we should have won that game. And, uh, you know, but we, it's, it's good that, you know, it's not an a, a issue of talent or, um, you know, anything like that. It's just more of a, I'd say, just a, a, a lack, of, lack of detail. What specifically, E and I were talking about this before, specifically what were they doing to be so effective with the crosses and also getting the ball to their backs. Because to a man, you guys said, hey, listen, we were prepared. These guys, our coaches said, prepared us for what was coming during the week. But then they maybe you guys started pressing when you got out there. Yeah, I mean, it was, I'll say just the crossing routes. Some, uh, we had some, some uh, a couple times the zone drops weren't good enough. And uh, some situations where some of our, our DBs got picked, you know, man-to-man yeah. -man coverage. And you know, then the guys wide open. So, you know, it's just some some uh, good execution on their part, and and uh, just some uh, not so good execution on our part. So, so there has to be a, a sense of urgency getting that stuff corrected because yeah. you know, in the NFL, we all know it's a copycat league, and yeah. you'll probably see it next week. Oh yeah, you know, in the game. So, you know, when you watch that. You know, what are some of the, the, the lessons you need to learn? Is it, is it getting to your right landmark? Is it eyes? Is it communication? You know, what, what are the things that you can improve on as a defense? Yeah, um, I would say pretty much everything you said. Um, landmarks, eyes. Uh, for myself, I would say just patience, mm -hmm. not chasing things. And that's something I've got to work on this week, just being patient, not um, just before the play is, is going on, know what's, what's about to happen. And don't, don't just don't just just stay. Yeah, we used so to always we used yeah. to always tell ourselves, don't take the cheese. Don't take the cheese. Because when there's a zone, you drop back. So, they're always gonna put something in front, but there's something coming behind yeah, you. Yeah, so it's tough, man, and and um, just gotta just gotta be a creature of habit, and that's something that I really, really, really um, want to focus on. Mm -hmm. You know, on, uh, on 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 Wednesday, so. Man, it's just you gotta just continue to press it, and man, just just uh, stay positive. We gotta have good energy this week. You know, it's a home game, 
and we gotta we gotta just make sure that we're we're on, on our our A game. What was the mood of the guys today? Because I was struck by a tone of uh, the guys kind of echoed your sentiment. I thought on some conference calls this afternoon, saying, "Hey, listen, it's about us inside." We have talent inside the room. We know there's a lot of season left to be played. Yeah, yeah. Well, we got 12 games left. I mean, a lot can happen. A whole lot can happen. So, uh, can't get too down. You know, it was definitely after the game, it was, it was uh, a lot of sad faces. And, I mean, today it was still kind of upsetting. But, you know, it's over with now. And, and all we can do is move on to Denver. So, so, when you look at the landscape of the AFC East, you know, you have – uh, the Miami, who's now three and one, just lost to the Patriots. Patriots two and two. Buffalo is oh, one, and, one and three. One and three. You you have to believe that you're still in the hunt. Yeah. For this. Oh yeah. You know what is the is there a level of optimism after you watch that film and understand? You know these are self-inflicted wounds. These are things that we can change. Yeah. If we change them, we're going to come out with yeah. some wins. I mean, it's a couple of third downs. You know, we got the field. We can get get our offense. You know, decent field position. And who knows what happens? You know they can put a drive together. So you know it's it's a uh, it's 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 a lot of a lot of positives. I mean we're right in the hunt still. You know it's it's um I mean it's right there for us. We mm -hmm. just gotta we gotta do whatever it takes. It's just more meetings, you know, walkthroughs or whatever, just to make sure that we get it get it all. You became a Jet after obviously becoming a free agent after spending the first few years with the Tennessee Titans, Avery. What was free agency like for you? And a guy who grew up in the South from Tennessee who played at Kentucky, what about the decision to come up north? Yeah, shoot, uh, free agency is, is definitely tough. You know, it's, it's easier to, it's very easy to say, you know, don't pay attention to it, you know, it's all gonna happen, let it, whatever happens, happens, but it's, it's not that easy because I was literally looking at my phone every day <laughs> <laughs> waiting on my agent, like waiting for him to like hit me up, say like, okay, hey, so-and-so, they, they want to talk to us at the combine or, you know, especially like a few days before, I was like a nervous wreck. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's not as easy as people say it is, man, just to, you know, just like just get your mind off of it, but mm -hmm. it was tough. I, I couldn't even, uh, I couldn't even work out. It was that Tuesday. I was at the, you were I was too at the nervous. Gym. Oh, I was. Cause what I were was, you doing uh, in the gym? I was working out. I was trying to get my workout in, and, and uh, I had my phone. I had my phone, you know, kind of. It was on me. It was in my locker, and then I, I ended up just bringing it with me into the gym. And now every every uh, time my agent called, I'm answering the phone like, "What's going on?" Like, so you were that remember, guy in the gym, man. Yeah, I, that got so. I was so upset, man. Um, I just I told my trainer I was like man I can't work I can't finish the workout. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I remember there was a time when I had left Atlanta and I was a free agent. It was right before the lockout, and so now I'm a free agent and I'm sitting here waiting like man I want to get signed before the lockout. And I was nervous. I was down in Florida training and I was in the pool with my daughter. And I kept every couple minutes I'd hop out of the pool and check my phone like did somebody <laughs> call me and nobody called. One time I got a you know a phone number that I didn't recognize. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a team. But uh, ended up signing, and, and we moved forward. But what has it been like coming to New York? You know, how, how is the culture of this team? Do you think that um, – have, have it, has it reached your expectations of playing in the Big Apple? Yeah, you know, it, it's definitely I, – I, I see it. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy, like, just the fan base, you know, uh, just the – I mean, everything, you know, all the limelight. I mean, it's, it's crazy. I've been up here. A few times, you know, since I've been pro, but I haven't, you know, never 
just been up here, like lived up here. So I would say, man, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. Just the celebrities, you know, like mm -hmm. like love the jazz and like just everything. It's pretty cool, um, you know, especially after that first that first Monday night win. It was like yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> wait, wait, wait till you start winning. You make yeah. that playoff run, you uh, really start to feel it's the energy. It's pretty crazy, man. But I can see like the the fan base can be crazy and. You know, winning in New York, I feel like that's this is like the the best place to win because it's just such a huge population. You know, mm -hmm. such craziness, and people love the sports up here. Jets know. Rewards members, don't forget to enter code Fall F A L L in your Jets Rewards portal during this show to earn 100 points. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman, along with a Avery Williamson, but the decision to actually put pen to paper as far as signing that free agent contract. Some members of your family were a little bit hesitant <laughs> about that, weren't they? Yeah, my my, um, my my mom and dad, they were like, what? New York? <laughs> I was like, hey, this is a pretty good deal. I was like, I don't think we need to, think we need to pass up on it. But, uh, yeah, they were definitely, my, my, um, my dad, I, I told him, I'll never forget it. He was, he was actually, he was in uh, his deer house. He was hunting, he was deer hunting at the time. And I called him. I was like, "Dad," because I, I, I was kind of keeping, I was keeping him updated with things. And and um, he was, he was, it's so funny, man. Because he gave I you a tough him, time. I told him, I was like, "Yeah." Indy was was uh, in the mix a little bit, and he was like, "Well, I think me, I think you should, uh, you know, do Indy. I think it'd be, be closer <laughs> for me and your mom." <laughs> and uh, I was like, "We'll see." And I, I didn't talk to him for like an hour, and and. Um, Next time I know, I called him. I was like, "Hey, going to New York, going to the Jets." He was like, "Oh." <laughs> he was like, so "Really?" I was like, "Yeah, man." You didn't get a oh, congratulations, son. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm going to the Jets." He's like, "Oh, okay, okay." I was like, "I was kind of hurt." I was like, hey, "Is it not good enough?" Yeah, you know. And uh, I was telling telling him all the details of it, and he was he was like excited, but he was like. Oh, okay. okay. Well, did you let them know that there's plenty of deer hunting here in New Jersey? Can uh, you come down here? I, I haven't yet, but I'm sure he knows that. He's a truck driver, so he's been up here a lot. Oh, okay. But, oh, uh, yes, huh? Yeah. But my mom, she started crying. When I <laughs> <laughs> have, they, sure. have they been up to New York Yeah, they, they came up to the Miami, and they went to the uh, Miami game and the, and the uh, Dolphins game. What, yeah. did, they, did they go to the city? Yeah. I, I, did I, they um, take them out? Yeah. I, I, um, I wish I could have had more time. You know, we had a Thursday night game, so I didn't have much time. But right. I sent them down to the. Um, they went. Uh, they toured the uh, the um, Twin Towers, oh, all that. They the did all that. 9/11 museum. Yeah, 9/11 museum. And uh, my dad took him down there to my suit guy. Okay. Got him a suit. Got him right. Uh, yeah. Take yeah. care of him. Yeah. Oh, got him a suit. So that that's awesome. Listen, it, uh, you're gonna love it here because not only you got Manhattan about 40, 45 minutes away, and I know you've been in the city a bunch. You can go down to the shore and yeah. like like. He was just mentioning before, New Jersey has a lot of places for hunters as well. Did you grow up hunting a little bit? Then? I did a little bit, yeah. but I, I, I'm i more of a fisherman. Yeah. I like to fish. Yeah. Uh, I didn't get the opportunity to, to go this summer like I wanted to, but um, man, I'm next year, once the summer hits, I'm definitely taking advantage of it. Yeah, you got to come out to Long Island. Come out to the ocean in Long Island. Yeah. yeah. Great. You yeah. won't like that drive. He still lives out in Long Island. That's a tough drive. Yeah, I went out there one time <laughs> this summer. It was it was far. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like Avery. Yeah, what do you traffic th coming back? It's oh, terrible. Yeah. Uh, Avery, what do you think now? Three games at home. 
you got a chance to right this ship. Yeah. Because Denver's coming to town. They play Monday Night Football against Kansas City tonight. We check that out a little bit. Or right now, you're more in the mode of, hey, I'm correcting my mistakes. I'm going to take a look at Denver Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at them now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at them now. Um, but, yeah, it's – I mean, it's – we got three home games. I honestly didn't – I knew we had – Two, but somebody today said we got three. I was like, we got three home games, three in a row. Yeah, so um, and you man, know, a, you know, these people are starving for a win. Yeah, so it's a huge opportunity, man, and and um, you know, I'm I'm just I'm I'm excited to get back out there, and and I know I can do more, you know, whether it's sleep, you know, just more studying, you know, just little stuff, you know, get my body right. Uh, I'm I'm excited to get back out there and and just get another opportunity because, you know, that feeling on Monday night, man, was. Amazing, yeah. amazing. So we work really hard. We work really hard, you know, to to uh, to get to this season, and you know, it's it's the opportunity is still there. So we just got to man make sure that we're we're still taking advantage of it, doing everything possible, and I, I'm I'm make sure that I'm I'm staying on top of my game. Well, know? you're you're off to a heck of an individual uh, start, and if you Appreciate keep on it. playing like that, it's gonna help the collective because. Uh, as E just mentioned, you guys are getting after the quarterback. You're taking the ball away. You're a big part of that. Great spot tonight on Inside the Jets. Avery Williamson, thank you so much for joining us. We'll thank be you. right back with your calls, 800-919-3776. Shotgun for Darnold. Third down and goal at the two-yard line. Sam Darnold takes the shotgun snap, drops back, slants one back in the end zone, caught by Jordan Leggett for the touchdown. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. We were just joined by inside linebacker Avery Williamson. What do you think about his start here in green and white, his first four games? I think he's got off to a great start, you know, and, and his energy has been infectious. You know, you, you mentioned the strips that he had in the, in the preseason. You know, the way he goes about his business, getting a bunch of tackles. I think that the other players see that in his motivation form. And, you know, that's what you want out of one of your leaders. That's what you want out of your free agent signings. A guy who uh, the younger people can, can follow. The, the older guys can see how, much, how hard he works. And he kind of sets the tone for this defense. So I'm excited what he's going to bring to the table and, and, and see, you know, especially when, once they right the ship. Once the team starts playing with the lead, then you can start seeing the personality of this defense and, and let them get after it. The scouting report on Avery, when he signed here, I asked Todd Bowles about it. He said, guy's a tackling machine, and he is. We've seen that early. As far as those drops we were talking about before, in regards to the middle linebackers, in, in, in regards to Avery Williamson and Darren Lee, what might they have to do differently in the weeks ahead? Well, you know, it's... Um, Playing, playing zone coverage is, is a lot more difficult than a lot of people think. You know, teams are smart. They understand the responsibilities of everyone who's in underneath coverage. And so, you know, we mentioned it earlier that when you say, say a team is going to throw a 15-yard in route, okay. you know, what they're going to do, if it's going to be an Avery's zone, they're going to run a crossing route or run that running back right in front of them. And maybe they might sit them down there. And Avery, being a tackling machine, wants to go up and tackle them. You know, I want to I want to – Close that distance so it's the so easy tackle. So your your instinct is to jump. The instinct is to jump. Yep. Take the cheese. Yep. Take that bait. And, and you know when, when you're young and, and when you have not experienced in that, 
then sometimes you take that bait. And it takes a tremendous amount of discipline. And, and I like what Avery was saying, that he has to remind himself every play because when you break that huddle, you have to come out thinking about what are my threats? How can they beat me in this coverage? And he has the right, he has the right mindset for that, and I think he'll get that corrected. Yeah, because, uh, frankly, when you look at what the Jets did throughout the first three games this season, I think we'll look back at week four against the Jacksonville Jaguars and say that was an aberration because mm -hmm. I think this defense is better than what they showed, even though you are what you put on film. I get it. One game, one bad game. I anticipate a response coming up. Yeah, I mean, and if you watch that game, there are so many clips of the greatness, you know, with this defense. You know, you, you see you see Henry getting at, Henry Anderson getting after the quarterback. Yep. You saw Leonard Williams getting after it. Uh, you know, Buster making some great plays. He had a nice strip. Uh, you know, this, this team has what it takes to be successful. It's just the fact of putting it together, being consistent, and, and doing it every play. And you got to play complementary football because – if the offense is on the field and having repeated three and outs, that means the defense is going to be on the field no matter how well they're playing. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely a different swagger that you take the field with when, when you're coming on the field and you're up a touchdown or you're up a couple of touchdowns. You have that confidence. You know, you have that, that feeling that there's nothing this offense can do to beat us. But when you're playing from behind, you start to press, as we mentioned. You start saying, you know, I got to be the one that makes a play for my team, and it makes it more difficult. You know, you have to honor the play fakes because you have to go up there to make that tackle. You have to, you know, stay back in defense. You know, it's, it makes it complicated when you're playing from behind, and it's much better when you're playing with that lead. And, and I think that once that offense gets clicking and Sam gets comfortable with his receivers and just settles down within this offense, that's when you're going to start seeing the real potential of this team. Okay, you're listening to Inside the Jets, 800-919-3776. Let's hit the call, shall we, and go to Ira in Staten Island. Hey, good evening, EA. Eric, what's happening? Hi, what's um, up, buddy? Not much, man. You know, you mentioned Henry Anderson. Boy, I tell you, he had a, he had a great game yesterday. Uh, it's hard to believe he had the most pass defense. He had three, but you got to give him credit. It reminds me of Shane Burton from years ago with the Jets had a use of tip balls. But, you know, you're right. They, they did force uh, three turnovers late. I get it. But uh, you can't take certain things on individuals, like Eric, you mentioned Leonard Williams. The thing that gets me for the last six quarters of football is that when things start to go in the wrong direction, certain players lose their composure, and it infects the team. And that's the issue I have. I mean, there's it, certain things that, you know, a lot of these young players are learning, but when things don't go right, you have to keep your cool about yourself. And, and I just don't, I don't get it. And, and you know what? That's not on the coaches. That's on the players. The players need to learn that they're responsible to their teammates, and, and they have to stick together as a group. And I think they can. they got three home games coming up. Hopefully something positive is going to come out of it. But until they learn to keep their composure, it's not going to get done. I'm curious what you guys think. Thanks for the call. What do you think about that, the composure last six quarters? Because – you know, we go back a couple weeks now. The Jets had that 14 nothing lead on Cleveland. It was 14-3 late in the first half when I believe Baker Mayfield entered the game, and then he took over in the second half, and the Jets were ne never able to regain any kind of momentum. And then in Jacksonville, it was tough. I mean, early on, you're thinking, Jets pin them deep on a Lachlan Edwards punt. 
They're starting to drive from inside their five-yard line, so you're feeling like, hey, this is going to be a field position game. This is a fine start. But Jacksonville took over the momentum. What do you think about Ira asking about the composure of this team, some of the players on it? Well, you know, uh, you know I agree with what Ira said. You know, they have to keep their composure, but at the same time, it's one of those situations where it's easier said than done. You know, this team takes a lot of pride, tremendous amount of pride in, in how they attack the field, how they approach the field, how they prep for the game. And when things don't go right, you know, it's frustrating. You know, just as the fans get frustrated and they, they want to scream, these guys are, these guys are only human. And it, do, it is going to take that experience. It is going to take some maturity for them to get over those humps. But, but ultimately, you have to come out of the huddle every single play and focus on doing your job, not letting the emotions get involved, and, and just continue to execute the game plan. Because once you start trying to do too much is when you get beat. You know, you, know, you talk about the play with T.J. Yeldon when he, when he gets that, that touchdown pass. Yep. You know, Darren Lee had great intentions. He's playing that middle of the defense. He wants to go hit the crossing route, and, and that's great intentions. But in doing so, he lost track of the running back coming out of the backfield, and now you have a touchdown. So while it's good intentions, you have to keep yourself under composure and play within the scheme of the defense if you want to have success. E, what do you think about that in the ball game? I'm down on the field. Yeldon actually takes it in. He makes it 31-12. At that point, Doug Marone elected to go for two points. You as a former player and now as a guy sitting in this position right now, what's your take on it? Well, you know, you, you have to take it as disrespect. You know, obviously you don't like teams running up the score, but you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say that, you know, we, are, we put ourselves in this position. You know, we put ourselves in this position. Uh, you know, when the coaches, you know, they, they have this book where there's different scenarios, yeah. uh, you know, based on should I go for two in this, you know, because they could score three touchdowns all of a sudden, and now, you know, we're losing to a field goal. I think he was just following the rule book. You know, he, he didn't take in mind, you know, how the game was going, and I think he was just blinded and, and locked in on, on what was going on. I don't think Doug Marone meant any disrespect to the Jets, but, you know, if you're the Jets, you, you have to take that on the chin. That's what you deserve. That's what you put out there. You know, you leave yourself um, exposed to things like that. Taking your calls, 800-919-3776. What do you think when you look at this uh, three-game run now at home? You're basically going to be home for all of October. You got Denver coming in, coming off a short week. They're going to play a very emotional game at home tonight against the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll see what happens there. Then the Indianapolis Colts, who are in rebuilding mode right now. Andrew Luck uh, getting back to full health, we should say. And then that's going to be followed up by the Minnesota Vikings, who are off to a disappointing start themselves, I think, at 1-2-1. Well, you know, you have to look at it like these are three games that we should win. You, you, know, and when you, you do think of that. Yeah, you, I do. I, I honestly think that these are three games the Jets can win. And when you look at the schedule, you know, uh, Herm Edwards used to always say, you know, the, the ultimate, the, the ultimate um, way that you want to go about your season. Sure. You want to win all your home games and split on the road. Then you put yourself in a good position. You're, you're winning your division. You're going to the playoffs. But you have to be able to defend your home turf. You know, and, and I see a lot of pride in this team. I, I see a lot of fight, and, and they're going to start doing it right. They're going to start getting these victories. But they do need the crowd on their side. You know, you need the Jets fans cheering for you, making that noise to make it a home field environment where it's tough for the quarterback to communicate. You know, things will start going right. This is a young team. I don't think anybody, you know, coming into the season thought, you know, the Jets are going to make a Super Bowl run, which – I think the guys in the locker room think that, and I, I think they should still think that. Sure. You know, you have to approach it that way. And uh, 
have pride in this team. Have faith in this team. Have some patience because there is so much good out there, and, and it's, it is only going to get better. E, you're a Long Island guy, so let's go over across the water and go over to Queens and bring in Claudio. Hey, what's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing? What's up, brother? Uh, nothing. Just um, we were at the game this past Sunday. We were we had over 60 fans in the pool area, and just really, um, you know, the the team is what it is. But just really want to give a shout out to all the fans that made it out for the weekend. Just you know, it just shows the amount of love that that the fans have for the team, and just really, um, you know, we're the fans. We we're here to definitely keep supporting no matter what, and we'll be out there on Sunday. Nice job, Claudio, to, uh, to make your way down there. I'll tell you what, Jets fans travel. You know that better than anybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out to Claudio and all the fans that, that made that trip. You know, that means so much to the players. You know, when, when you can look up in the stands and you see, a, a, even though it was a small little section, you see your fans cheering, you know, it, it makes you feel like, you know what, we're not in this alone. And for them to keep continue to travel with the team, Things are going to get better, and, and, and they need that support. They need as much support as they can. I know it's going to seem like ages ago, but week one in Detroit when the Jets took that game over, I'll never forget the scene at Ford Field behind the Jets bench when hundreds, maybe even thousands, it felt like thousands of Jets fans were behind the bench. Jets fans travel very well. They're awfully supportive of this team, and I'll tell you what, this team right now is a young club who is in major need of some home cooking. This defense could use a boost out there. I think Sam Darnold's going to play better this week. Let's go to Gabriel, who is in Manhattan. Gabriel. Hey, how are you guys? Hey, good evening. Uh, I just uh, wanted to speak on Coach Bowles and his lack of aggression on on uh, on both sides of the ball, let's say for example, on offense, I feel like they're not they're too predictable on offense. First down, you run the ball. Second down, pass. Uh, third down, pass the ball. I feel like they have to open up the book for Sam Darnold uh, late during the during the game at the later at the later quarters. You see that they were throwing the ball more and there was more success. Okay, Gabriel. Appreciate the call. Uh, e, what do you think about that, about being a little bit more aggressive offensively? What do you think of the well, play calling? Well, listen, you know, first of all, you have to establish the run. You know, if you're an offensive lineman, your worst nightmare is to sit back and have to pass block every, every play and have the, the defensive line, have Calais Campbell dig his foot in the dirt and tee off on you every play. You want to get some shots on him as well. So you have to run the football to, to establish that run, to let your offensive line get some confidence. You know, he mentioned that later in the game, they started throwing the ball. That's because you're behind. That's right. You know, ultimately you want to give that ball to Bilal Powell, give it to Crowell, and let them break off a few runs and, get, you know, get some third down in short situations to make things easy on Sam Darnold. The last thing you want to do is be in third and ten because you have two incomplete passes. So you have to be careful with that, especially with the young quarterback. And, and I think the balance on the offense is definitely key to their success. Yeah, listen, Todd Bowles promoted Jeremy Bates to offensive coordinator. And one of those, one of the reasons why was he said the commitment to the run is there from Jeremy. And that's something the Jets want. And they're going to need it with a young quarterback in Sam Darnold. Against Jacksonville, the Jets had 14 carries for 34 yards. Bilal Powell leading the way, eight carries, 26 yards. And Darnold 
I believe, was 17 to 34 uh, for 167 yards with the one touchdown. It, it, see, what gets out of whack again is you need to get first drive, first downs, extend possessions. Mm -hmm. Because even if you don't score, this is something I've been talking about for weeks during these games. You, you got to flip the field. You got to you got to flip the field, and you got to give your defense a break. You got to give them an opportunity to regroup, go to the sidelines, talk about adjustments, talk about you know different communication that they need to say. You know, three and outs are tough on everybody. You know, obviously offensively you want to continue to move the chains, but it affects the entire team. So running the football is part of that time of possession. You know, you see Jacksonville dominated the time of possession. Their defense was fresh. They were ready to go when they needed them at the end of the game. And I think. It it's a learning process, too, for Bates and Sam Darnold because, obviously, Sam Darnold's played four games in the National Football League. We saw the rookie quarterbacks throughout the league on Sunday struggle to a degree. Baker Mayfield, I know the Browns put up 42 points, but I think he turned it over three or four times. You had Josh Allen and the Bills go to Green Bay. They were shut out. They got nothing going through the air. Josh Rosen did some decent things for Arizona, but they lost in overtime, and I don't think any of them completed 60% of their passes. No, it, it's definitely a growing process, especially for a rookie quarterback. You know, you have to, to understand that week in and week out, you're seeing different coverages. You're seeing different schemes because teams are watching the film on you and studying your tendencies. They're studying what, what are your strengths, and I'm going to take away his strengths. You know, maybuh, Sam Darnold does a great job of throwing intermediate routes in between the numbers. You know what? We're going to pack the middle of the field, make him throw outside the numbers. You know, the teams are going to adjust to you every week, and as a rookie, if you don't see these things and you're learning them, you're, you're seeing them while you're playing, it makes it extremely difficult. That's why it's so important for, for you know, quarterbacks to learn from other quarterbacks' mistakes. Watch the film on the other teams and, and see how teams approach you because every week it changes. Just seeing on film, what do those passes down the field, even though that they were incompletions to mm -hmm. Anunwa or maybe Bilal Paul or the 60 or 65-yarder in the fourth quarter that went incomplete to Anderson, what does that do for you as a safety in preparation for a guy like Darnold now that you've seen on film that they will at least take the shots. Well, you know, it definitely makes you respect it. And, you know, you, you, you see the quarterback's arm strength. And if a team is throwing the ball short every play, you best believe as a safety, I'm creeping up. As a cornerback, I'm jumping routes. I'm daring them to, to throw double moves. And if they're not putting it on tape, then that's just going to make it worse for them. So you have to put some of those deep shots on tape. And sooner, sooner or later, you're going to start connecting on those deep shots, and you're going to start seeing a variation of coverages, which is going to open up the run game, which is going to open up one-on-one -on -one situations for tight ends and, and slot receivers on the other side of the field. So it's a must that you mix things up, have great balance in the run, the pass, and, and, and throw some deep shots as well as some intermediate. He said he's seeing the field better. He's going through his reads cleaner. Mm -hmm. And I know you're not seeing the results that maybe you want immediately, but it's going to come. At four, year, four games into Sam Darnold's career, we will be right back here on Inside the Jets. Welcome 
Welcome back to Inside the Jets, Eric Gavin and Eric Coleman. We broadcast live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. If you're in Florham Park or in Madison or in Morristown, come down. Monday night, 7 p.m. E, we got a couple moments to preview the Jets and the Denver Broncos. We talked about the green and white desperately in need of a victory. When you look at the Broncos, the first thing I think of is a game record by the name of Von Miller. Von Miller is definitely a game record. You know, he's a guy who can you know, change the course of a game in one or two plays. You know, he's extremely athletic. He's explosive pass rusher. Does a great job in the run game as well, which he doesn't get as much credit for. But just one of the league's premier outside rushers. And they added another guy off the edge in Bradley Chubb to, yeah. pair, to pair with him this year. And he was one of the top guys in all of football getting after all of college football getting after the quarterback yeah a strong pass rusher he does a great job against the run as well you know the, the tackles of the jets are going to get tested this week tight ends as well it's going to take a group for them to block these guys up and, and when you look at their secondary chris harris is a cornerback that jumps a lot of routes does a great job in man-to-man -man coverage and they've got a pretty solid group back there on the back end and brandon marshall's been getting all over the field for years now look, look we got about a minute to talk about the Broncos offensively versus the Jets defensively, Avery Williamson and company, they'll be in rebound mode. Case Keenum, he's got a pair of veterans on the outside, and Demarius Thomas, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, Demarius Thomas and, and Emmanuel Sanders are two receivers who can blow the top off a defense. You know, D Demarius even still, is, even still, even still, point. and Demarius is more. You know, he's more of an intermediate route runner, but he still has that skill set to go attack the ball deep, and he's a killer in the red zone. Uh, you know, when you look at the running back Royce Freeman, you know, from Oregon, he's an explosive player who, like Bilal Powell, when he gets the ball in his hands, has the opportunity to hit his head on the field goal post at any given time. I'm glad you mentioned Bilal Powell because I think he's been running very well early in the season. I think he is in line for a big game, but we'll be pre previewing that all week. E, another great hour here at Vanderbilt. It's always a pleasure. We will be here next week on Inside the Jets.